This is a big timing comedy production. Coming to you from the heart of Kingsville, Maryland. A place where the beer flows like wine. Deep inside the torture chambers of producer Mike, Big Timing Comedy presents Paco Got Balls featuring Wendy, hosted by the founders and pioneers of Big Timing Comedy, Stefan Subotich. I'm your Huckleberry. And Eric Jolliger. 100 push-ups in 20 minutes! And featuring Wendy Townsend. Show wing! Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. That's a hot finger. He, he didn't always give us the middle finger. It's, no. That's a new. That's a 2020 development. No, no, no. That's been going on for a while. He so usually he, gives it to me over here so you don't see it. He used it. to point with an index. No, he started giving me No, I always finger. pointed with... <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting sassier in 2020? Huh? I, huh? Think this, huh? I, I think this started earlier than that. All right. Okay. Eric, back to you in the booth. Oh. Good day, good evening, insomnia-ridden night, wherever you are listening. This is episode 157. Folks, become a patron. It's easy, and really easy, and it really helps us out. Uh, We have a ton of bonus content. We just released some more this past week. Uh, We want to continue to make more for you. You can get sweet BTC gear, depending on the level that you join the club. All you have to do is go to the BigTimingComedy.com website... And click on the Podbean Patron logo, and it will take you away to town. You will get to join on at little as $3 a month, but at 5 you start getting sweet gear oh, yeah. along with your membership. It's as easy as a Harry Potter spell. Yeah, and three, two, one, Patronage! So just go to the Podbean banner on BigTimingComedy.com. Sign up, guys. Give us a little extra cheddar, and we'll pay it forward. Now, mm-hmm, tonight, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on our penultimate episode of Paco's Got Balls featuring Wendy, we have a guest. Last episode, it was just us gals. But tonight, <laughs> we've got a new contestant. He <laughs> hails from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., D- 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 and by day, he works for the Department of Energy as an electrical policy analyst. He possesses a master's degree in environmental law, but by night, a dick joke, slang, and stand-up comic. I'm just kidding. Actually, he's one of the few clean comics working in the area, which I will say is really hard. So lots of kudos to you. In between, he's a husband and father of three. He lives by this quote by the talking heads. Well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been, and we know what we're knowing. But we can't say what we've seen. And we're not little children. And we know what we want. And the future is certain. Give us time to work it out. Ladies and gentlemen, arguably the smartest person we've ever had on the couch, (laughs) Mr. Chris Lawrence. Thank you. Thank you. So I appreciate the effort in which you went to research my background. Two quick corrections. One, I have two children that I know of. I saw pictures of you with three and a wife. Maybe it was I, a mirror. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. No, maybe we stole that child for one of the pictures. And then uh, and then the other correction is I actually live in Howard County, Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is, you know, I live in Elkridge, which is the part of Howard County that Howard County wishes was part of Baltimore County. Got it. Got it. I just looked at your Facebook profile. And it said you were from Washington, D.C. Oh, really? Then I got to update my profile. It said where you live, but I didn't want to reveal that. I was oh. I was leaving that up to you. Well, thank you. <laughs> we did it. You 
your master plan works. Yeah, yeah. But so, well, thanks for coming on. Thank Chris. you. You've got a fucking big dick job during the day. It sounds like. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, All but right. it's a job, and I enjoy it. What, uh, do, what do you do? What's what's environment? What's what's the labor and electrical policy analyst? What do you? What does that mean? So basically, one of the things that I do. Oh God, uh, people are gonna fall asleep very soon. Mm-mm. Is that Cliff uh, Notes? Cliff Notes. Thirty Cliff seconds notes, or less. Cliff Notes is I make sure that uh, electric transmission, the stuff taking uh, generation to our grid, is working, and that we have uh, trade between Canada and Mexico for electricity. And I help permit transmission lines that go between those countries. You negotiate electrical electrical lines. We permit the lines that cross the border. Is so, it is it like Tron? It's like Tron. Exactly. I think that's like what Tron. I picture the grid. I am the Jeff Bridges <laughs> of the the government. That's I did excellent. It. Yeah. Well, I just drink white Russian all the time. Well as Hey, from, white Russians are good. Yeah. As a member of the American people, I want to thank you for your service. Why do you go white? <laughs> Chris, you recently, as I saw online, portrayed Bernie Sanders in what I thought was a competition. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't a competition, though, no. right? Talk about what you were just doing. Okay, so there is a uh, group of us. Um, it's like a loose group that was started by a guy named Tim. Uh, I'm going to use his stage name, uh, Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he came up with this idea to do these this series of like political theme roasts where a bunch of comedians in the D.C., Baltimore area dress up like politicians. It started with this one thing called Not the Correspondence Center, which happened right after the real correspondence, so the unofficial correspondence center. And he asked me, he said, do you want to play uh, Robert Mueller or Bernie Sanders? And I said, well, I've never heard Robert Mueller talk, so let's go with Bernie Sanders. Okay. So I did that the first time in April. And we had comedians like John Yeager, Brock Snyder playing Donald Trump. Uh-huh. So it was very cool. Like, But the idea was it wasn't a competition. It was basically just let's put on a show People write roast jokes, and we're roasting each other so as the characters. And you stuff were like roasting. That. Who else? Who were you roasting as Bernie? So, so that first one was we had someone playing Sarah Sanders, someone playing Hillary Clinton, someone playing um, Melania, someone playing uh, Kanye West, Kim okay. Jong Un. That was the first one, and then this recent one was a. The theme was almost president, so it was just people that. Ran for president, didn't get it. So Hillary Clinton. I played Jeb Bush during that one, uh-huh. but I'll get to the Bernie part. So Jeb Bush, Bob Dole, um, uh, Sarah Palin, uh-huh. and basically I did my set as Jeb. I thought it went well, uh, and then later on I decided, okay, I had already worked this out with Tim, that I was going to then come out as Bernie Sanders as a total surprise to everyone else to the Degeneration X music <laughs> from the Attitude Area of WWE. Break the walls down. Yeah, and this is a sold-out crowd at Union Stage. I had I bought from uh, Target the WWE Intercontinental Champion belt. <laughs> you got a nice championship I, belt. Nice. Yeah, and I walk out in the crowd with sunglasses on, my Bernie wig, and I just go, hello, 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 you know, and the crowd <laughs> just loses it. So this is a bunch of liberals in, in Union Stage, D.C., oh, yeah. Completely sold out crowd. Crowd goes nuts. I roll, like, I do the thing. I roll onto the stage, like, I'm getting onto the ring, but I just lay there for like five <laughs> minutes, like, I'm winded. <laughs> and then I get up, I do the DX suck it to the guy playing Donald Trump, who was, was John Yeager. Then I go up to the center stage. 
I pull a bottle of water out of my jacket pocket, and I do the Triple H... Take yeah. a swig, spew it, spew it right up into the sky. Uh-huh. Crowd goes nuts. <laughs> then I go over to the guy playing Al Gore, who's at the podium, and I just do the the classic stare down, just like the <laughs> inches WWE, from his face. Just to, and I'm yeah. just like doing nose this, to nose, right? Yeah, just doing the Steve Austin, like you know, like, shaking the head. Yeah, and then take over the mic, and I laid out a couple of roast jokes, and um. You know, made fun of Bernie. Yeah, can you give us a couple? Do you remember any of your roast jokes? Oh, yeah, give yeah, us yeah. a couple of your best. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You'll notice that my belt, much like the states of New Hampshire and Iowa, which I just won, is very, very white. <laughs> and I and then I said, you know, I go on and I start. You know, okay, let's look down the line here. Kanye West is here. Kanye, um... Kanye, uh, what happened to you? You kind of let yourself go. You went from singing about the good life to living that 500-pound life. <laughs> you went from Yeezus to diabetes. <laughs> and then I, Kam, Kam, Kamala Harris was, I was like, Kamala Harris, so wonderful that you took time out of doing absolutely fucking nothing to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to, uh, what, what are the other, the, I'm trying to remember the other people that were there. I, <sighs> crap. Uh, I'm. Uh, it's okay, Chris. Damn. It's okay. It's okay. Sorry, but Let yeah, it... that was a, that was a couple. Well, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Thank you. Now, uh, are are you a Bernie bro? I wouldn't go that far. I think one of the main reasons I actually like him is because he's from Vermont and uh, he's a fan of my favorite band, Fish. Yeah, I was uh, a Fish fan. He's a Fish. Trey Anastasio. Trey Anastasio. Um, I think he's got to be. I think he's legally obligated since he ran Burlington for a while. <laughs> um, but he also just appointed the drummer of the band Fish to be his co-chair of his campaign in Maine. Nice. Wow. So, obviously, he has some... Well, Fishman's also very political, but... Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm a Bernie bro. Yeah. I honestly I but I don't think that middle of the road is gonna is gonna win it. I don't think so because, either. Uh Hillary was middle of the road, moderate, and you know, not bringing any crazy ideas to the yeah. table. Trump was a little different. Well, I think the thing with that though, Hillary's just so unlikable. She really was, man. To the common people, like she just she just looked like a bitch. You know what I mean? I think that really she, hurt her. She, I'm not kidding. Well, she I murders say, a lot of people. Too. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the bitching, but I would just say people can't relate to a robot. Like it almost seemed like she had built her image in a fact. Like, it was basically one of those, sure. like, what do they do? Like, during movies, they have, like, the, the, the panels where all the people get together and they talk about what they liked and didn't like. Like, yeah. the focus groups. I just felt like her whole image during that election was just a focus group. Yeah, I would Donald agree Trump was just basically like... Ah, fuck you, I'm me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take... <laughs> I'm going to do six lines of cocaine yeah. every single day. And people and loved I, it. Yeah. And people said, fuck it, the economy's yeah. doing great. Yeah, and now and the well, econ- now Our economy <laughs> is basically on an eight ball every day. It's, yeah, it's Our fine. economy is... What I would just consider into be John Belushi mode right now. <laughs> Unemployment's down. Yeah. You know, everything's going good. My people advice are, is people you are at start work. drinking heavily. Well, I, let's not get too deep. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna pause just for a minute because yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ask you to come back and, and take on your Bernie persona. Okay. Eric is a, our, our consummate Republican. Okay. And I uh, couldn't tell based on <laughs> his Facebook post. Yeah. Right. 
So, but it, in in true American fashion, we want to take a moment for our fire your guns segment. And there's no more appropriate guest for a fire your guns segment than Chris Lawrence. We're gonna put away the Tommy gun oh! right now, and we're gonna open up the box, the M16 hardball motherfucking box. What's in the box? One shot, one down. Eric, if you would brandish that for us. Chris, you gave this to us. Yes. Where did you find this? I found it. Uh, can I can I say the name of the store? On sure, of course. Sure. I found it at uh, Cindy's uh, Spirits on uh, Route One in Elkridge. Man. Okay, I love it. One of my that's my uh, my home store. It's love a it. Tommy gun. Oh no, I'm sorry, an M16 A Team vodka with the A Team logo on it as yeah. well. Product of France, as we know, all these guns are are coming out of France. Well, and we uh, yeah, and we also have some grenades full of vodka. As we well. do. We've got them all. Chris, uh, we'd ask that you join us in a ceremonial ceremonial shot. Let's do of, it. Uh, of vodka out of the gun that you brought us, Chris. You take the honors tonight, sir. Yeah, and while he's doing that, I'm just going to tell the story. He and I were at Roadie Joe's, and uh, he brought this to my attention. He'd found this at his uh, local watering hole. And, uh, yeah, we immediately found out how much it cost and uh, purchased said uh, device, and he delivered it to my home, my estate in uh, Lutherville, you Maryland. You have a beautiful estate in Lutherville, Maryland. That, Lutherville, Maryland. I'll say this, for vodka out of a gun, not awful. No, it's certainly, yeah, for as, as, as far as vodka out of guns, I would agree. As a product of France right there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. The French are assholes, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like the fish instinctively flocking like the salmon, salmon of Capistrano. Capistrano. I mean, it's no Tito's vodka, but what what could be? You know what I'm saying? All right. Shut it down, DJ. Fire your guns. And don't okay. forget about what I want to bestow upon you, gentlemen. Oh, yes. Uh, before we start oh, yeah. that next segment, Chris, yeah. because yes. I think oh, I think segment. alcohol is going to help. It's right. a segment. Right. Okay, yeah. got it, got Let's, it, got uh, it. Yeah, we're, well, we're gonna. I'll call it a segment. I'm gonna. We're gonna have. We're gonna have a debate. That's what's gonna happen. Can't wait. Uh, but you did bring us a, a treat, and yes. I'd I'd love for you to enlighten us as yes, to what that is us. now, and please impart it onto us. Okay, so uh, I got this as a thank you gift from a coworker. I uh, he's I, regifting. I'm re- well, not regifting. <laughs> I'm sharing the wealth. Uh, well, she got oh, good one, Bernie. She <laughs> was. I'm spreading the wealth. <laughs> So I, uh, it's from Peru. She was in Peru. She got me this uh, nice liqueur. It's a cream made out of some sort of. It's supposed to taste like a traditional cake they have in Peru. Ooh. It's uh, it's it's best served over ice, which is why I poured it over ice already. Ooh. And I will tell you, it's got like an, almost an eggnoggy Ooh. texture. I'm down with eggnog. Okay, so, creamy. Chris always brings great gifts, by the way, when he comes to the podcast. I thought it was either this or Buffalo Trace um, whiskey, and I thought this is a little different. This is different. Let's try something different. I like it. Cheers to you, boys. Cheers, Chris. Thank you so much. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Now let's all take a sip, and I'd like your feedback. I'll give mine, and then uh, we'll go from there. (laughs) It's got a good vintage. It's not a bong head, Eric. Sure sounds like one. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That is um definitely has an eggnog consistency yep. to it. I'm getting some uh notes of citrus in there. <laughs> definitely some caginess in there. I like it. I'm I'm a fan. I got to like tell you it. I had a glass of it last night 
I before I brought it to you guys, I, I had a glass of it just to make sure it wasn't going to give me Montezuma's revenge. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. It was what, in a sealed and, bottle, and you you got it, and you're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to give it to what, these motherfuckers you know, now. The booze in this? It, what, is it vodka? Is it rum? Is it? Do you have any idea? Is it saying on the probably bottle? Probably like a just like booze. It's, it's just. Yeah. It's a seven. I think it's seventeen proof. Seventeen proof. Okay. It's cream. It's uh, it tastes like cake. It tastes like melted cake. Yeah. It's yeah. delicious. Yeah. It's definitely not a drink that you want to have like every day because you'll no. probably gain like a hundred pounds. Yeah. Well, well, it's very thick and creamy. Once, once the, uh, once the the dream dies, I'll just put on three. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a creamsicle kind of. Yeah, like an orange cream, it, orange whip, it, orange whip. It's delicious. It is. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Chris, yeah, thanks for bringing these along. Thank you. Yeah, you always sir. come with gifts. Great gifts. All right. So now that we've all had our booze and we're getting ready, Chris, <sighs> yeah. I'd ask you to please. <clears throat> I would have brought the wig. I, it, well, we didn't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sometimes things come to me on the fly. Okay. Well, this yeah, is, you got your hands going. This is it's it. fine. If you need the wig to get into character, I get it. You no, know, I'm but fine. it's all right. Well, I'm fine. All right, so uh, Chris will be taking on the persona of Bernie Sanders, and we'll be in a <gasps> sort of a debate style uh, forum here with Eric Jolicaire, uh, Republican and Trump supporter. Uh, so first, we'll uh, go to the uh, to the senator, uh, yeah. Bernie Sanders. Bernie, oh, hello, hello, Bernie. Bernie, we, we've uh, talked extensively in this country about the democratic socialism, and it's been a hot topic today. What does that mean to you? Well, <clears throat> first off, I want to thank you, uh, Stefan. Can I call you Stefan? Of course. Yeah, I want to thank you for having me here in <laughs> in beautiful Kingsville, Maryland. <laughs> It's very nice. It reminds me of the town of which I was mayor, Burlington. Oh. I just want to say, democratic socialism. What does that mean? Well, first, again, we are democracy of the people, uh-huh. and it believes in making sure that the people have necessary things to live their lives and to be happy and prosper. It means that not everyone is that. You don't have a small slice of our nation that is living as billionaires above everyone else while they are suffering and working and working without getting anywhere. It's about fairness. And it's about justice for all. That is what it means to me. Okay, very good answer. Uh, Eric, you're a staunch proponent. Uh-huh. Uh, excuse me, opponent of uh-huh. democratic socialism. Uh-huh. You feel like it's uh, it's going to be the undoing of our country. What would you say to Senator Sanders uh, I, as your rebuttal? I, well, my rebuttal is um, Bernie. You, you two can talk amongst you, each other. You, now. Um, you, you made a lot of money in our capitalist uh, world that we live in here in the United States. Have you not? I've been known to make a little bit of cash, but again... I have lived my whole career, and you can look back from the 1960s, pieces that I remember of them. <laughs> Still a lot of drugs in the 60s, Bernie. I, I, well, yes. <laughs> okay, great. My first investment was made, much like my first Grateful Dead concert meeting. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> but I will say that, yes, I have made money by investments. However, I have lived and I have fought every single day of my career to make sure that the working people of this country are getting their fair share. Do you, do you think you should give some of your money as part of that fair share? I have. There has been evidence I give to charity. You can look at my taxes. I have released 
78 years of taxes, and that is six more years than I am old. That's right. That's how so honest that you is are. How That's much, how honest you that are. That is how honest I am. You can see how much charitable giving that I have give, gave. I believe last year I gave 120% of my salary. 80% of that was back to me, but the other 40% has been to charity. That's great. That's good math. Eric. Yes. You don't think socialism of any kind could work in this country, either it be it healthcare, education, or the economy? What would you say to Bernie, who thinks that potentially we should socialize all three? Mm, God. Ah. Oh. So I don't where to begin with the that's a lot that's a big question to ask. Could you be more specific on one of those topics, Eric? You posted specifically earlier today about healthcare, <laughs> okay, and, and, how, right. and how Trump is going to make a like pricing be revealed, right. and that we could have healthy competition. Oh yes, this is a total, reform. total, complete horseshit. <laughs> okay, see, Bernie don't agree with that. All right, all right. So let's so, just talk. So, let's just take healthcare then. Okay, since so, that's, your, so that's your field of okay, expertise. So, so Bernie. When uh, you buy uh, your, f you eat food, right? You do eat food. I I go to the I go to the bird aisle at the nearest pet store I can find. It's either a mom or pop shop, and I will find the best bird seed from a co-op, and I will live on that throughout the day. I will peck at it, <laughs> and that is how I keep going. Okay, um, let me rephrase. Let me, let me. You know what? I'm going to switch gears here instead <laughs> to talk more something more along the lines that you might understand. So, how many houses do you own in Vermont? <laughs> in general, how many total houses homes do you own? I believe the number is two. Okay, so one we, in the D.C. area, uh -huh, uh -huh. and the other in Vermont. When you bought that house or those houses, did they have a price tag on them? Of course. Okay. What if they didn't have a price tag on them? But when you when you bought it, you agreed to buy it before you knew what it was going to cost. Okay. And then they revealed how much that house was going to cost. Get your finger you. off my part of the desk. I don't want to. That's this is my this is the debate uh, mod I'm modulator's sorry. desk. I'm okay? sorry. Yeah. Don't cross lines. But once they revealed the price, you were obligated to buy that home. Would you have still Would you still buy said home? No, but you're also making the point as to why my plan for health care takes away the middlemen. It takes away the, the, the ridiculous, ludicrous pricing that the hospitals are doing in order to set a negotiated price with these private insurance but the, companies. But what are the prices? And that's precisely it. We don't know what they are. Because no one seems to care. It's just like if you go to a funeral home. The last thing you think about is the price. That's how they know they have you. You need to go to the hospital. You're already a captive market. They are taking advantage of you in your time of need, which is why if you socialize the cost of medicine and have one payer, the government, things will be just, there will be no more need to worry about any of these things. Yes. There are probably about a million people will lose their jobs throughout the healthcare industry. But if you think about it, a similar thing happened recently. We went, could you believe that you don't have to pay cash anymore on the road for tolls? <laughs> it's crazy, what happened right? to all the toll booth collectors? Yeah. 
They got automated out. Yeah. Well, Easy Pass is an amazing thing. <laughs> Eric, let me ask you this. Is healthcare a right or is healthcare a commodity? It's a is commodity. Health- mm, Bernie, is healthcare a right or is healthcare a commodity? Healthcare is naturally connected to health in this country. Having a healthy, prosperous life is an inalienable right to have. Right. You think it's a commodity. I think it's a commodity. Why shouldn't all people Here be, is an example. Here is an example of how crazy our health care prices have gotten. There is a health care insurance company. I spoke to a lovely woman named Sandra in New Mexico in Nevada, for example. She was telling me that her health care provider thought the price of a particular medication was so expensive, they were actually flying her and other people down to Mexico to get the Mexican equivalent of the drug and would also incentivize them $500, and it would still be cheaper than getting the actual drug in the United States. This is ridiculous. This is why we need to have a socialized system in which we know there is a single payer, that we will not negotiate ridiculously high prices. We need to rein in the health care, that we need to rein in. We don't negotiate with terrorists in this country, do we, Bernie? No. No, we don't. (laughs) But how does a single payer impact the price? It's not only that. We have to rein in. How does a single payer impact the price, We have to rein in. I've already said we have to rein in also the health care companies. The medical companies, the drug companies who are taking advantage. Yes, there is a lot of innovation that has been had. We are not going to stifle the in- innovation. What about all the jobs lost from from going single payer? Because that's going to put a do you not think gonna be that we're going to need hundreds of thousands of people out of jobs? Do you not think that we're going to need those people to come into the single payer? And by the way. To say that there is already not socialism in this country How is it gonna means you know for? nothing about socialism. How's it going to get because, paid for, though? Because if, if it's single payer, where's the money coming from? Again, let me ref- let me rephrase. Bernie, does, my, does, no, money, no, listen. does money grow on trees? There are exactly three. In, in billion, Vermont. There are exactly three billionaires that own 95% of 75% of the wealth in this country. <laughs> I have the names and I have their addresses. <laughs> If elected president, I will write them a very modern telegraph <laughs> demanding 65% of the wealth to pay for the health care and education for everyone in this country. Oh, and then, of course, to answer your question about paying for the, for the, for the health care plan, only the wealthiest earners, those making over $40,000 a year, <laughs> will be responsible for paying for all other services. In other words, everything will be free for the people. There's no such thing as free, by the way. Just letting you know, burn. At burn. the end of the day, we are going to offset Wait, hold on. your premiums, your co-pays. We're going to need some of your millions to offset that, though, buddy. Again, again, what I find hilarious is you have the Republicans that always talk about how successful Donald Trump is. He is a billionaire. He is not self-made. He was handed a bunch of money, just like the guy who owns Chipotle. Got a measly five hundred thousand dollar loan, but you're from his father. No, no, Bernie, let me you're self built though, right? You're self built. I am self. I'm a self made millionaire. Is is that possible? I in was a born world. I was born a poor black boy in Brooklyn, New York. 
Hold on, Bernie. Hold on. Mike, hit the button. <laughs> I guess it's time. <laughs> That's a little bit racist. Continue, Bernie. It's impossible for me to be racist. <laughs> I am a Democrat. <laughs> Scratch that. I am a Democratic socialist. <laughs> the fact is clear. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. I am the only candidate that does not have a pack, a super pack, a Dora's backpack. I got nothing. <laughs> My donations have come from a grassroots effort. The average amount of money that I have received has been $18.36. Are you asking for our support now? <laughs> Absolutely not. Donald Trump is a problem. Now, I've also been on record in which I've said that Michael Bloomberg and his $68 billion, if he were to not win the nomination, and I hope he doesn't, was Bloomberg I would not take his money. Was he self-built? Right, hold on. He was. Uh, Senator Sanders and Eric, we are at time. We are down to the final question. Okay, Eric, I will first pose to you, and then I'll, Senator Sanders, I'll pose to you. Eric, you are a proponent of Donald Trump. If you could, in a minute or less, tell us why Donald Trump should be the uh, nominee and the electoral, the, the person elected to president for the Re uh, Republican Party here in the 2020 election. And then, Bernie, please give us, in a minute or less, why it should be you. Eric, the floor is yours. Oh, gosh. Where to begin? A minute or less. The well, time starts uh, now. Trump has um, built our economy up. Not Obama. That was, uh, that was Trump. Um, he's brought our unemployment numbers down to history lows. Um, across the board, uh, 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 between women, minorities, you name it. Um, I think he's a big proponent of uh, America in general. He's all America. He's a part of the system. So, uh, gosh, where else? What else? Oh. You have 20 seconds. Oh, man. I think he made America great again. <laughs> I think he did. That's it. That's all I got. Okay, you left I, 10 I'm, seconds on I the did. clock. That's, I left you that's 10 typical seconds. of a Trump supporter. Okay, right. <laughs> next. Uh, uh, Senator Sanders, you have a minute. Not since Andrew Jackson has there been a more racist and dangerous president in our country. Donald Trump is a bigot. He is a traitor. He looks to foreign actors to get political hit jobs done on his opponents, such as Joe Biden. He has called the leader of North uh, North Carolina of North Korea a good person. He believes foreign intelligence operatives over our own intelligence community, and you are to say that he puts America first. That's crazy. Me, on the other hand, again, I was born in Brooklyn, New York. I was raised. I ran one of the most successful cities in Vermont. There's only three. <laughs> 20 seconds, Senator Sanders. I have fought for the people. I have a proven track record of union acceptance. I will be the unifier, and I will continue the success of Barack Obama and not that of Donald Trump, who is living off the coattails of Barack Obama. Four, three, two, Also, I win. One. Fish food is the best Ben & Jerry's flavor. Thank you. Bang. There you go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of Paco Got Balls, what a fucking debate. Wow. I just want to commend both both Senator Sanders and Eric. If we could just clap it up for everybody tonight. Come on up for air. 
That was good. We leave it up to you, the American public, to decide who the best candidate will be. But hey, both of you made compelling points, and now it's up to us, the American people, to digest that and decide. So thank you so much. Let's move on, gentlemen. You guys okay? Chris, thank you. That I'm was fine. Chris, that was wonderful. That was very good. By that way, was wonderful. Joan Yeager said, I saw Bernie wear a MAGA hat just a few weeks ago. Sue. That was Larry David. That was an, that was an episode of Curbed. That was an episode of Curbed. All actually, right, Joan. Actually, Joan actually may have saw me wear a MAGA hat at the show I did with uh, Wendy <laughs> in uh, in Edgemere or wherever we were. Yeah, I did. There was a Trump supporter in the crowd. This is a good story. Can I tell Sure, story? go for it. So I'm sitting Jesus. there. I'm getting ready for the show, and I'm the first comic there. I'm just waiting. It's a great club, by the way. The Balco Club. I'm going to put a shout-out to Steve at the Balco Club. Fantastic place. I'm sitting there, and I'm just watching the crowd come in because, you know, you have to know your audience. Where's the Balco Club, by the way? Where were you? Uh, It's near Locust Point. Oh, okay. Downtown Baltimore. Got it. No, not Locust Point. Uh, not downtown Baltimore. No, not downtown. It, it's it's in Edgemere. Whatever okay. the hell that... You gotta, it's off the peninsula. It's like over the other side of all anyway all right like the east coast yeah sure <laughs> so um anyway so this dude walks in and he's wearing an american flag shirt and he has just a a, a hat it's not a maga hat it's a it just says trump right yeah and i just go i have one politically adjacent joke and i just you know i'm just like i'm not gonna say the joke and basically the joke is just hey i i'm the president of the pta i was elected i'm Fair and square, happy to say the Russians had nothing to do with it, right? <laughs> but that night, I was afraid to say it, but then I you know, I, I got a little gumption, and then I said that the tag, um, the punchline, I'm happy to say. But as I said, I'm happy to say the Russians have nothing. I looked right at the guy, and I stepped right to him. There was no stage. It was just a floor. And I looked right at him, and I said, the happy, happy to say the Russians had nothing to do with it. And he just lo he was laughing his ass yeah, off. Yeah, he loved it. The crowd went crazy. Everyone was enjoying it. End of the night, I'm talking to this guy for like 10 minutes. We took a picture of the guy. He was such a nice guy. And again, it's just about, at the end of the day, we're just people. Everyone just wants to be happy. Everyone just agree. wants to be what they are. Yes, are there slivers of both Democrats and Republicans yeah. that get a little crazy? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? Then there are people that just want to live their lives, yeah. make money, just provide for their family. And sure. you just fall on one well, side I, or the other. You know, other. we poke fun at it a lot on this show, but but I, I think the, the real problem in this country is people are so far left or so far right or so far red or so far blue. You don't fucking talk, right? Like that's that's really we what it comes to down to. And we're I jokingly putting I, a debate like, together here, like but I think that's what we're talking about. But I feel here, like there's becoming more discussion though. And, no, and here's the problem: is I think it's the far right and far left, like lunatics on both ends that are super far. They're outshining, and they're the ones that are in the spotlight, and they're the ones that are making it, or the media is picking up and making it appear like they are the the majority, and the majority falls in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. I, and and that's getting everybody in the middle fired up and feeling like they need to be insane again on either end of the well, spectrum. I, no, I yeah, think people you, aren't watching cops because it, people are just stealing candy bars. Yeah, people no, watching cops because people are exactly. getting pulled shirtless out of their yeah, trailers right. and. But I, I think why I, do we why I do think, we watch NASCAR again? I think well, right. hold on. I think the crash. I think the political establishment is fully aware that there's a lot of people in the middle, and that's the reason you're seeing the sort of the extremism that you are in an election year, right? right. Like it's well, just. Yeah. But that's the that's the product of a primary. The sure, of course. Of a primary is to who can outleft one another, but then of eventually course. you move to the center once you get the 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 election nod. 
Yeah, but in a year where you're up against Donald Trump, right? Like he's going to win, man. If 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 it came down to it today, that guy wins. That's the why, Democratic Party hasn't no, put but, forth a candidate. But that's that can, why that can, I think if you run a Bernie, yeah. Bernie has a chance of winning because he is the opposite. Correct. You need that extremism. You need you're that right. extreme because you're only going to be able to beat. You can't beat. Donald Trump with a moderate person. No. Oh, let's no, no, no. You need someone that's completely on the other side, and you're basically drawing a line on the sand. Sure, sure. That's what they're doing. Yeah. And as long as the Democratic establishment doesn't screw Bernie like they did the last time. <laughs> well, we'll see. Right? And I'm not even a Bernie bro, but I will be saying. Sounds that, like it. I will say no. I'm, I'm the, kidding. The I'm Democratic kidding. establishment had it in the bag for Hillary. I mean, that's that's a fact. Oh I mean, yeah. Emails. They sold them out. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, you know, Debbie Wasserman Schultz was was saying, what can we do to get Hillary's message out there better? What can we find against Bernie? And then, of course, the Glenn Eiffel. No, not Glenn Eiffel. Sorry. The um, uh, the there was the other Donna Brazel. They were sending the debate questions to Highlight. Hillary ahead of time. What? Yeah. Sorry, I said hi, wit. We got a. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, quit I'm story. trying to do a better job of calling no, we're live, live right. viewers hey, out as that's we're That's not a bad cue. Let's put a bow on it. Let's put let's a bow on it. This is fun. Political I enjoyed aspect. it. I, didn't, no, I wasn't trying to be rude, by the way. Let's no, no. talk at once. You're good. We're going to put a bow on the, politi- the political angle. But good. I appreciate Thank everybody's God. candor. And this is what we want. We want healthy debate. Exactly. Right? We right. want healthy debate. Yeah, Don't chime in. Don't either one of you goddamn sons of bitches chime in. I'm wrapping this up. I'm putting a bow on it. Can I put a bow on this? No. No. No, you make no more it's further positive. points. It's it better, positive. It better be. It's not about... the. It's. I think people are starting to finally come to terms with we don't have to fight. Like, everybody has their view, their opinion. I know personally that's the way I'm looking at things now. Like, I can't change your mind. All I can do is tell you what my opinion is, you tell me what yours is, and that's you, where we're at. Honestly, like, you live in the worst state to be a Republican. Oh, so God, yeah. Tell us about it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All Unless right. you lived in like Connecticut, connect. I think it's Connecticut. <laughs> no, Connecticut. All right, listen. Yeah. No. I love I love you both dearly. We could, we're done. And, we're we, done. And we could do this for the next hour. I just wanted to end that on a positive. I think note. you both did. All right, but cool. I got to put a bow on. I got to put a pin in it. All right, drive this we bitch. Could, we could keep doing it. Drive this bitch. Uh, how we're, how far are we from Wendy Third. Townsend? Is she available I, this evening? I haven't even tried because you guys. Let me follow up with her. <laughs> okay. Well, while you're doing that, Mike's I'd, busy looking at porn back while there. While you're so. doing that, this weekend, Eric and I were doing a little DIY project with comedian Tommy Highland. Tommy's a dear friend. He'd been on the show before. We've had a couple comedy shows with him recently. He's got a a, a new YouTube uh, channel. It's it's his name, Tommy Highland. But he's uh, it's he's got two programs: comedians in houses fixing faucets. And America's funniest <laughs> handyman. So, uh, Tommy's a, a Mister Fix It. Like that's his day job. He's a he's a tradesman. Oh, and awesome. uh, yeah. So he's he's and he's a fantastic comic out of Philly as well. So he's um, merging those two worlds, and he's started to do these DIY projects himself. And his uh, the one I watched was him working on his own home, putting a, a floor down in his basement. But we'll be at Eric Jolicaire's house this weekend. Fixing, fixing what, Eric? What are we doing? We are going to be installing some recessed lighting into my living room. Oh, that Ooh. sounds really nice. Yeah. That or, do you have really to cut nice. the holes and everything? Oh, we're yeah. It's going to be uh, what you would consider old work work, where we're going to have to cut holes. We're going to have to run electrical wiring. Ooh. 
And uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a real good. Do time. some drywalling. Yeah, I am gonna supervise. I'm gonna supervise my ass off. Eric's gonna find out real quick how much asbestos he has in his yeah. house. Yeah, <laughs> lots. Nah, lots. Nah, nah. Asbestos is behind plaster. No, I know. Nah, I don't have. You're any. good. You're good. I we're be- not we're not dealing with the outside. We're on the inside. I believe Mike too because of his Baltimore accent. He was like, "Especially she's behind plaster." Okay, boy. He didn't say okay, boy, but it, the implication was Calm there. Calm down, like, Billy. <laughs> our, our asbestos is on the shining. Ain't gonna be no goddamn asbestos behind plaster. Let me tell you, boy. Okay. Look, I've been doing this 40 no, we years. Got, we got drywall. This we got drywall. Why, this is why you're one of the best in the area there, Stefan. <laughs> you can do any accent at any time. Hey, we'll take it. All right. Well, while we're, while we're uh, trying to get Wendy Townsend on the phone, I'd like to take us down the tunnel that is Paco's Pleasure Palace. Let's do it. Okay. Let's go down the Pleasure Palace. And during Paco's Pleasure Palace, uh, we like to talk about things that I've enjoyed over the last two weeks. Yeah, Paco's Pleasure wow. Palace. I love it. And two <laughs> triple P. I found baby. a use for that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. So I, I'm a little late to the game, but I'm going to put our own spin on it. And I think sure. you. I think I've seen you. Uh, you have this. So I got Disney Plus. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, Disney Plus. And I got a daughter. She's five years old. Right, so there's tons of shit for her on there. Oh, tons! But tons of shit for me on there too. I like. Um, there's all the Marvel. Uh, there's all the the, the um, Mandalorian, like a motherfucker. Well, that's oh. that's our next. That's our oh, next. Sorry, sorry, so we'll sorry. go there. No, I'm glad you said that. But I wanted to ask you. You, you know, I believe you have Disney yeah. Plus. What is, What are you watching on Disney Plus, or what have you found? Um, you know, good to watch with your kids. Uh, with the kids, I've watched some of the old school, like uh, Mr. Boogity. Um, or you know the old school like Disney like Halloween movies and some of the oh god Mr. oh heavyweights. Not uh, familiar with Mister Boogity, but it sounds great. Yeah, it's about like a phantasm that's been haunting some dude's house. Mister, look it up. It's like Mister right. Boogie or I might enjoy that tonight by myself. Yeah, it's like forty-five minutes. It's it's put Sunday to bed. <laughs> Heavy heavyweights. We watched heavyweights yeah. together. Yeah, um, Ben Stiller, right? Ben Stiller, damn. Come here, devil log. Um, you know what I did with uh, my Mandalorian? Daughter? I watched. The oh, kids. Yeah. we're gonna I just out of Mando. We're gonna we're gonna dedicate a, a Star Wars a, a piece just to the Mandalorian. Okay. I want to talk good, about specifically good. about we that need show. To. We need but, to. But you know what I watched? I introduced to my daughter was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes, Do you I just that did one? that too this past week. <laughs> yeah, what a good kids flick. It I remember. Is I, didn't, so good. I hadn't seen it since I was a child, but I can imagine like it, the world, the little world they created in the backyard where you really feel like it was like the scale. It holds up. It holds They did. That at Disney World. Is that uh-huh. right? They did. Yeah. Like a sound studio or yeah. something? Yeah, with uh, green screen. They did screen. a playground. No, they did a playground. No at green Disney screen. World. It couldn't have been back then. That was like yeah, it was 90. green screen. It wasn't, no, it wasn't in, in CGI. The movie, it was green no, screen. No, in the movie, they built to scale. They did a lot, sense. yes. Yeah. But they're like the bee when they're riding on the bee. Like I remember going yes. in and seeing yeah, the giant screen. bee, and that was like green screen. But a uh, little uh, fun fact Rick Moranis. You know he retired as an actor. Do yeah. you know why? To raise his children. Why? His wife. Because he's a great fucking dad. I don't know. His wife died. Yes. Cancer, oh, that I, I didn't know. Yes. But that's fantastic. And I'm like, oh my god, that man. Yeah. That man, and he's coming out of retirement because they are rebooting rebooting it. But his son is going to be the the new father. Uh, yeah, Dick Nick. Moranis. His son, Dick <laughs> Moranis. And um. In the in the oh movie, his name was Nick. It, Nick, yeah, Dick, Nick. That's ah, close. Yeah, but uh, the actor that's going to play as Nick, Nick Moranis, or Nick, Nick, Zelinsky. Nick Zelinsky, 
is um, going to be oh god, what's the actor that did um, Ed Helms? No, uh, he, um, the the snowman in uh, Michael Keaton? Frozen. Snowman no. in Frozen. Oh oh uh, oh, Josh Gad. Josh, Josh Gad. Gad. Yeah, he's going to yeah. play musical the, Seth. Uh, musical um, not Seth Rogen. Musical McFarland? Jonah Hill. Oh yeah, musical, musical Jonah, Jonah Hill. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Gad also played in the movie 21 that I'm also a guilty pleasure of mine. Josh Gad, also uh, LeFou in the new Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Also yeah. Which we had to make LeFou. a big deal was gay. Uh, yeah. They just did. like the big gay kiss they had in the last Star Wars movie, well, which wasn't a big gay kiss at all. Well, we've got some pop culture about the Marvel's first gay kiss coming up later in the episode. By the way, though, what are they going to, what is the premise? They don't even have the premise for the new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's going to be about the kid there shrinking, a, I think. There is a premise. It's it's the... I don't remember what it was. I, I, I think read it. I it should be, honey, I left the kids with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. That's what it should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hanging hang with Mr. Epstein. Who didn't hang <laughs> Honey, I left the kids with, with, with Venezuela's economy. Oh, God, we're going back to socialism. Oh. All right. No, but you, you touched specifically on The Mandalorian. Love were it. you a big Star Wars fan as a kid? Uh yeah yeah me yeah. too Eric I I was a big you know what's funny as I was a as a kid I was a huge Star Wars fan but as I got older I became more of a Star Trek fan I yeah. love the Star Trek movies a lot of talking sure but that Mandalorian that was a yeah. plus in my I book. think to me the Mandalorian is like it's like a western it's like the good bad and the ugly yeah, yeah. but in but with a Star Wars backdrop or or, or whatever in yeah. that universe right yeah. it's and, like and it was great because they had John Favreau was the showrunner yeah and so basically you had a a story from start to finish like it wasn't like a meandering mess like the walking dead is sure like they knew exactly what they wanted to do in eight episodes they they brought it the fact that you had Bill Burr. Oh, yeah. my God. So, Incredible. Hello. Yeah. Welcome to the spaceship, okay? Yeah. Yeah, with this Boston Yeah, it's like, what is even happening? Yeah. Um, but Nick Nolte as that, oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy yeah, right? was so good. The little guy. The little guy. And was Taiko. it Quinn? Quinn. Qu- uh, Quill? Quill. Yeah. That's I, have I, have I, have I have spoken. I have spoken. I have spoken. Ah, damn it, convict. Oh, no. Yeah, he did yeah. great. I didn't know that was Nick Nolte until yeah. I looked it up. The voice yeah. sounded familiar, Yeah. right? But Well, it was funny because I, na- I picked it out, and then I saw it in the crowd. I was like, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and they and then Giancarlo Esposito, who was oh, uh, my God. the bad guy from Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. he was fantastic. Yeah. I think he's got some sort of and, uh, force ability. He's like a Sith or something. Yeah, he's something, but... That the fact that they got what's his face, um, the the director, the German guy, to to be in a couple of the episodes, um, the the one that gave him the the job to the find Baby guy. Yoda, yeah, the basically. bad guy, yeah. Uh, what, oh. What's his name? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts yeah. with a W. Anyway, the fact that they had him, it just yeah. he The last time he was a bad guy was in that Tom Cruise Jack Reacher movie. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah, some people have seen him. Here, here was the one thing, and I don't know. Maybe you guys. Werner Herzog. Jesus, that's a, me. Yeah, yeah. one of the things that I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like he wasn't. Mando wasn't quite badass. Like, I feel like he got his ass kicked. Yeah, he's not a superhero. So many times. Not a superhero. And just got lucky a lot. Because it's those He the got force, lucky with the friend. baby Yoda know, when but, the Yoda know, but, thing. But everybody made him out to be this, like, super duper badass person. Dude, he was badass, yeah, he, though. Yeah, I'm not saying he wasn't badass, wrist. but it was just kind of like, I feel like it just, it was kind of, I don't know. Dude, I, when, he pulled the, when he pulled that dude through the door... In the bar scene, in the opening bar scene, he pulled that dude through the door and it just closed on him and cut him in half. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. 
Also, you have to remember this is Star Wars. The, impl- the implication is is he's somehow force enabled. But you also don't you also don't want to watch a show where the guy is just basically the Terminator yeah. ripping. You want to again, see some I'm not, I, again. I, I'm not. I'm just saying. You I son of a bitch! Feel yeah, like fuck you. There was just a little. You know what? Bit Go watch Thor missing. two. Go watch Thor two. But I but but I like the shininess of his helmet. I like the shiny. Dude, when he got the new helmet. armor, I liked that. Oh, it was badass. It was yeah. neat. It was, it was really cool. cool. And oh, look, I like how they're thing. like, you're going to draw a lot of attention. <clears throat> you know what? Here's the other thing I'll say, too. Pedro Pascal, who plays oh. the Mandalorian, fantastic actor. He was in Narcos, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was in Narcos. Yeah. He was in Game of Thrones. Yep. He was in... Yep. Um, the second, uh, the second yes, Kingsman, Kingsman movie. Yeah, he was great. Um, but what a tough gig as an actor uh, to, to emote under yeah. a fucking yeah. helmet for eight Eight episodes yeah. in 50 fun, fun minutes. Fun fact, though. Fun fact. It was, was it really him the by, whole time? It was actually played by two people. Oh, I was going to say, okay. there's no him way. Him and a stuntman. Okay, yeah. that's fair. That's and, fair. And but... he would just do like the voiceover stuff. But sure. those two guys had to be in such sync, though. Right. Think about it. Because like, there we was have a, Wendy you in a minute. You couldn't figure out when it was whom playing him. Just like, two unlike minutes. like in Scream 1, where you could figure out. When it was Skeet Ulrich sure. and when it was um, of Matthew Lillard. Matthew yeah. Lillard. Yeah. Call back. However, I, the point I was trying to make on that is that what if, like, he became a likable character. Yeah. He was able to act and emote under armor and yeah. a helmet. Yeah. And, very, and you couldn't even see the guy's skin, let alone his face. Right. No, I right. mean, and least, what a compelling lead character he was. That, yeah, that's yeah. a challenge. That I, I will give it up to them. Every little, every little motion he made with his hands, every little thing he did with Baby Yoda, every everything he did there, the way he would like move and everything, I, it was great. I mean, you could even argue the closest that I can think of to that. Well, obviously, is Darth Vader, but the cl- other closest thing to that kind of job was um, what's his face that played Judge Dredd in the latest Judge Dredd movie? Yeah, Carl Urban. Carl Urban and Peter Weller when he was RoboCop. Like, sure. At least you could see the bottom yeah. of his face. Right, yeah, you could right. See this, this was nothing. Much, you could see nothing. Until yeah. the, until and, the and end. That, it's funny that you say that because I literally at one point was like, are we, is this really that actor? Like, right. is this really him? Or is this just somebody that's just right. walking around? Well, it's movie magic. But, but, but still, I mean, it, it, I yeah. think, no, for a good chunk it was, but I also think that he had to go do other things. Other movies and whatnot. So yeah, I think that. The, but they split the duties. But yeah. It was but to your him. point, though, mannerisms. You could have, you could see Subtlety. mannerisms, Subtlety. And subtleties, and know if it's a different person. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm. I just finished that, and yeah. it's, I, I might have to watch it. Scale it again. of one to ten, what would you give it? I would give it a solid eight and a half yeah. to a eight and a half to a nine. Yeah, I'd go eight and a half for sure, Chris. I would. I was actually thinking nine. Nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's right there. There was there was there was nitpicky. Two, there was one episode that I was like, and eh, that was the one with the guy that was trying to get into the guild and he was trying to help yeah. him. Yeah. And then yeah. also some of the acting in the episode with Bill Burr. Yeah, was I agree. A little, yep. like, I agree. Yeah. Bad. The 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 female actor that had yeah. the thing. They were like, like, be yeah. a cat. Yeah. Uh, whatever yeah. the hell that was. She's very arch. Oh, uh, what was the um. The the jumper chick that they the oh Gina Carino oh. first off she was in Live she was Wire a Uf- she was a UFC fighter yeah you know that, she right? was also in uh, Live- Deadpool Deadpool, yeah. Deadpool and, but she was also in Live Wire so yeah. she looks good and can kick your ass oh my god so she was a UFC fighter yeah, well she no was I don't know she wasn't in the UFC but I or think a box, she was female boxer yeah she was Let's something look her up I'll look, look her up, up. look but her up I thought she, she was her name again athlete. Gina Carano C A R A N O yeah, it, she, was she, was she was a fighter. She was a fighter. I don't know if it was UFC, but she was God, a fighter. Damn it, she's got a boyfriend. She she wasn't like Ronda Rousey, who was definitely in the UFC. But yeah, Gina, yeah. 
But she was long before. Yeah, she was before. She was a fitness yeah. model and former mixed martial arts. There you go, mixed martial she arts. She began training in Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Before transitioning to the competitive MMA, where she competed in Strike Force and Elite Force. XC. There you go. And she fe- uh, featured in ESPN the magazine as well as Maxim. I might there have to go. look that up. Strike Force. There, um, there you go. Seriously, watch oh, the movie Live God. where it was directed by Steven Soderbergh. It's when. Oh. Wow! Um, it, Look at that. Yeah, you got it. You got to watch it. What? He's, he's drooling over Gina. Keep going. But anyway, it's a movie. She plays like a. <sighs> she's like an assassin. Ewan McGregor's in it. It was also like the first movie where we were supposed to take um, Channing Tatum seriously, and he okay. did a good job. He became a pretty decent actor after that. Even after that Soderbergh movie, then he did Magic Mike, also yeah. directed by Soderbergh. What was that? There was a movie where he's like a like a street fighter too. Do you remember that? Um, it was like fighting or something like that. Yeah, it was, fought, it like was his best called, friend. At I the think end. it was called Fighting. Yeah, he fought his best friend at the end. But it was yeah. movie was surprisingly deep. Like he did, a, he had a really good performance in that. You know what uh, I mean? But I think my favorite MMA movie was is probably Warrior. Warrior's an awesome. Oh, so Tom Hardy and uh, Nick other, Nolte. Yeah, yeah. And Joel dad, Egerton. Yeah. Joel, Joel Egerton. Egerton. Yeah, yeah. That, that was his. Uh, he really he was the it guy for a minute. Yeah. I feel like after that he really rode that wave. He did that movie Bright with uh, Will Smith on Netflix oh. and like yeah, Bright. So shitty. Down. You didn't no, like Bright. And then really? uh, what was the no. movie Black Mass? He was he was the cop in Black so, Mass that, yep. that came down. You know, yep. some of those movies flopped, but he Gentlemen, was the guy. Wendy is ready. Oh, Wendy. Ooh, all right. That'll wrap up Paco's Pleasure Palace and Disney Plus. Well, everybody's Everybody's a fan of Disney Plus. You guys going to stay with it? You going to keep subscribing? Fuck yeah. I I actually bought the year subscription. Yeah, me too. So I'm in it to win it. Yep. All right. Well, on to the next. Do you think Gina's uh, breasts are real? Yeah. Yes. She's a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be getting punched in your big fake boobs. That's a fucking extra target. Yeah. They're they're not. There's nothing really big about it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's not? That's so weird you say that. I, I disagree, Bernie. <laughs> hey, he's not Bernie anymore. I'm Don't make Bernie. this political. Oh, by the way, can we talk about Billy Eilish later? Oh, yeah, those are big. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's side view. That is that is what... Uh, 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 side view. Side view. <laughs> that, that's what Peter Griffin would call side boob. What about a side boob? Did you see... Boob. My friend showed me a, a clip from that. Oh. That was just a ring. He was just hitting the button from for you. Family Guy. Um, the, Peter Griffin getting a lie detector test, and the first question: that, Have you ever had condomless sex with a man? He goes, "This thing isn't working." And he gets up, rips the <laughs> shit off. <laughs> do you remember the Pick episode, a line, Wendy? Maybe there was the, a fire at the. Do you station. remember the episode when they were like camping or something, and they were going to go raid the 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 girls' camp or something? And he was like, "No, it wasn't me. Who was it?" And he's like, "And this." And he's like, "P." Tear, and then this like Griffin flies by. He's like Griffin. <laughs> he totally says his own name, and it's it's amazing. Maybe she fell asleep. Ah, she could be sleeping. Oh. oh, yeah, Wendy Townsend. How the hell are you? Paco's got balls, Hi, featuring great. Wendy. I was uh, sorry, I was on the other line. People are like blowing the phone lines up tonight. Oh my goodness. Well, Wendy, we're you here. must be popular. We're here with our dear friend, Mr. Chris Lawrence. You remember oh, him? Hi. Hello. Lawrence in the house, one of my new favorite people. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. You're fucking A right. Now, Wendy, you guys are doing a show together in the near future, isn't that correct? Yeah, um, yeah we actually just had one two Saturdays ago at the Balco Club, and he and I are together at Jimmy's Seafood in March. What's the date of that? With Justin. March 27th. March 27th at Jimmy's Seafood. Chris will be hosting. You'll be featuring. And Justin Schlegel from 98 Rock will be headlining. Yeah? Yes, that is Name correct. Name droppers. 
That's wonderful. Now, Wendy, we wanted to get your perspective on a very particular topic. Now, Chris is here, and he can weigh in, but we saw that our dear friend Kirk McEwen from 98 Rock went out for The Voice very recently. Is that correct? I did. Uh, yes, that is correct. I heard he was doing that. And what? And how did that go? Have you talked to Kirk? Um, I have not. I don't know how it went. I know he was one of, like, five people that we got to choose. Like, Kelly Bell was there also. So I don't really know how it ended up. Did he make it? I, d- I don't know. If he did, I'm sure we would have heard a ton of it by now. Yeah, we, they don't know yet. They I, got numbers. Yeah, I thought there were like five or six finalists or something that I saw online. Yeah. But. Did he I perform with wish, I'm sorry, I go ahead. I have more information on it to give you, but I don't. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. You know, Chris is a big Talking Heads fan. Love him. Yeah, you, got, you planning mm-hmm. Talking Heads tonight, Wendy? Um, I actually play them often, but I don't know if they're in my log tonight. I can take a peek. Can you make an exception and play Psycho Killer for us? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why are you going to go to that song? (laughs) It's a good one. I love to make exceptions for things I obviously cannot do. Chris asked me why I went to that song. What do you mean, Chris? You don't like Psycho Killer? I I mean, I think it's overplayed as far as talking heads. Well, but we're talking 98 Rock. I I got to play something that people know. No, 98 Rock would play like Take Me to the River or they would play Once in a Lifetime or they would play um, Road to Nowhere or And She Was. They're not going down to Psycho Killer. What do you say to that? Same as it ever was, is what I say to that. Same as it ever was. Once in a lifetime. Same as it ever was. Now, Chris, is the Talking Heads your favorite band? Uh, They're definitely in top five. All right. Like, if if the Talking Heads, I've already told my wife this, if the Talking Heads got together for a reunion, Uh um, because they actually just put their official Twitter account up, Uh I told my wife, and I've just seen David Byrne in concert, if they they put up a, a, a reunion tour, I would... I told her I would pay up to five hundred a ticket. Five hundred dollars wow. a ticket. Man. Wait, Rage Against the Machine is charging that much, so Chris you know Lawrence is making Talking Heads three hundred dollars. Are you tickets. a Rage fan, Chris? Five hundred dollar ticket, uh, buddy. Not, not as much as people are getting charged for those tickets. Right. When are you guys yeah, doing any sort of tie-in with Rage? Um. Yeah, I think we gave a. I think we are giving away Rage tickets at some point. Oh my goodness! Are you a Rage I mean, fan, we, Wendy? We, We've been giving away everything for every concert. <laughs> yeah, Def, summer's Def coming. Deftones and well, all but Rage is sort of. I have Deftones and Primus tickets tonight. Oh, Primus, very nice. It's a slap in the bass, man. I was going to say Rage is a very brr, like brr, political brr, 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 band. Rage, where do you stand on Rage? When are you a Rage fan? Oh, huge Rage fan. I actually asked for my first song in the seven o'clock hour, like the very first song of my shift, to be a Rage Against the Machine song. Oh, wow. You seen them live? What song? Oh, too many questions. Uh, it, what, it doesn't matter as long as it, I like the pump up, like the, uh, you know, the, uh, like I like the whole, like getting into the shift portion of it. I don't want a slow song. Good call, girl. Yeah, Have I like s- rage. I like um, jump around. Anything mm-hmm. that's like jumpy to like pop mm-hmm. into the shift. Mm-hmm. Real fucking jumpy. Real jumpy. <laughs> now, Chris, you said they're like top five. Now, we're talking to Wendy from 98 Rock. Your, top, your favorite rock band that would maybe be aired on that station, who would you say it is? Uh, favorite rock band that would be aired on 98 Rock. Well, they also go to classic shit. They do. Little? Uh, Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. Uh, Once, and, twice a day, maybe. 
Roger Waters. Oh, he's making, yeah, he's making friends with Mike right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah he's, he's looking all over Mike's studio no, just naming things he no, sees. No, uh, uh, I'm a big fan of Jen Seidel, uh, music. Krusty the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> he missed Kiss. No, I, no, Kiss can go fuck off. Um, oh, whoa. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. Good night. Yeah. What's wrong good with night. Chris? Sorry. What's wrong with Kiss, Chris? I'm not a big Kiss fan. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. Wendy, Get where, do you sit on, where do you sit on Kiss, Wendy Townsend? I sit very low on the totem pole with Kiss. Oh, you don't like right. Kiss either. What's your beef with Kiss, Wendy? I mean, that, I don't know. They're just not that great. I'm going to have to. You guys are going to have to hear me do a break. I'm really sorry. Do okay. it. We love we it. We love it. We like to hear radio right, magic well, happening. Hey, you clowns. Right. I like. Inside voices. I like Inside how voices. Wendy Inside sits voices. low on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> she sits low, low on the pole. By the way, case. we don't have to be quiet. She's we're in By audition. Way, fish, Hold on. Fish is coming uh, to Atlantic City. That's as close as they're getting to Maryland. And I'm going. They're doing three nights. Pilots fare thee well, which you can see them with Nickelback at Jiffy Lube Live this summer. I just read a little feel-good story. A man named Mike Good was traveling from Nashville to Charlotte. And after a slew of cancellations and delays, he was so afraid he was going to miss the daddy-daughter dance for his twin girls, Lucy and Emily. So weird. flight attendant hears the story, gets on the horn, and asks the passengers if they could help the stressed-out father. And they did. They all stayed completely seated so he could be the very first person off of the plane to make it to his girls in time. Huh? That is so nice. He was so amazed, and he thanked everyone on his way down while he was running. It was awesome. How super sweet is that? I love a good feel-good story. Plus, I'm a real big softie for dads and daughters. But she's dead inside. (laughs) By the way, that guy has used that alibi seven times. (laughs) Did you do that on air, or are you talking to us? She did that on air. She did on air. Is she talking to us yet? No. No. Oh my God! That was our cue in on the air. Like, how could she know that Chris was talking and asking about daddy daughter? Because Wendy is very good at what she does. I can't wait till she comes back and we can. Meaning she has a bug in the studio. Hey, Wendy, there you are. What's ironic? I've been listening the whole time. Yes, I did it on the air. I didn't do it just for you. I know, but what's ironic is Chris had come to us earlier and said, "Hey, have you guys ever been to a daddy daughter dance?" Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's a little nervous Uh about it. I think. Didn't hear that. Total callback. I did not hear that, but that's very cute. But you and probably saw Stefan. Well, you have to go. Yeah. Well, I am going, but the debate that uh, the wife and I are having is that the theme is a it's a uh, royal ball, and I am saying to my wife, "Let me wear my tuxedo," and she's saying, "No one's going to wear a tuxedo," and I said, "Even more reason for me to wear a tuxedo." You're going to be that dad where they're like, "Dad, are you joking? So embarrassing." My, my she, Olivia wants me to wear a tux. She she she's like, "Oh yeah, please, Daddy," because she's wearing this beautiful dress. I'm like, let me wear a tux. I'm gonna wear a pink bow Why tie not? already. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do I'm it. Like, be the be the ball. Be the ball. Be the ball. Be the ball, Chris. Be the ball. Wendy, did you ever go to a daddy daughter dance with Jack? <laughs> um, I don't think they existed back when no. I was in like middle school and stuff. We what, never had them. What's the fondest like wholesome memory you have, you and Jack, yeah. when you were a little girl? Like, oh something God, like something along those lines. Dad, a ton. My dad used to take my sister and I with him when he would go golfing. And my sister and I made games of like hunting down all the loose balls and like the um, <laughs> underneath train tracks and like in the rubbage. And, wait, like, wait in under the under the train tracks? Yeah, you got balls. Wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Also, also, remember, you got three girl dads here. We're all take four. We're all taking yep. notes. So keep going. Right. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the trains weren't moving. It was down by Montgomery Park. 
Um, I do remember my dad taking us to happy hour with him when he would pick us up after work and putting us in front of a shuffleboard a shuffleboard thing in the oh, bar yeah. and giving us like little cokes with Lance crackers and stuff until my mom got off of work. Um, my dad's uh, brother is a fireman before my dad got into the fire department, and he would be like the coolest dad in the neighborhood because he would have the fire trucks like come around to the neighborhood and all the kids Sweet. would be on in and off the trucks and like hanging out with the firemen. Like my dad has like I have a billion daddy daughter memories. That's great. That's so good. That makes, I mean, that makes me feel good. Right. I had to say, man, what, what an impact you could make. You know? I just want to know where you, he was golfing where there were train tracks. Montgomery, Montgomery Park. Park. You heard I, her say it, man. I, yeah, I know, but attention. I don't know what that means. You've never been there. Um, do you I know, know where the Montgomery Wards building is? Down, close um, views. Washington Boulevard. I, I literally, don't. literally Washington right Boulevard, there. 95. Okay. Yeah, I've right behind there. there. Yeah. That's beautiful. We used to live on the west side when I was little. I actually had a job interview at Montgomery Park. Really? Yeah, about six months ago. That's a par three course, by Sorry. the way. Is it? Yeah. I had a guy he I had a guy In that the I was building. Yeah. I had a I had a client that I was golfing with there. He worked really close there. It was his idea. And we went there and he stepped in like a fucking hole in the side of of like one of the well like hills he hit a terrible shot this guy was bad and and he stepped in it and he was like oh god and he rolled his ankle real hard and he's like i used to be a runner i know something's fucking floating around oh, in there oh boy and i and i go shut up joe let's finish and i pushed him to finish the round and he's like hobbling around and i was like come on you pussy and then he texted me the next day his foot in a fucking full cast he broke his ankle <laughs> <laughs> my client bro. At, least at least his bone client. wasn't like through his skin he broke his ankle. This is my client. I pushed him for like four more holes, like another you 45 prick. minutes. You quick. <laughs> anyway, we love that area. We love that area. Oh, God, Wendy. Wendy, what do you got coming up? Um, I actually some... have a, a cute little dedication coming up from someone that called in. Oh. It's sweet. But uh, before that, I have to do a break about Justin Scott and Spiegel's television show. Nice, nice. What yeah, do you have for where, where is that produced? Up in the ten o'clock hour. What do you have for comedy shows coming up? Oh, sorry, was that you? You were talking about? <laughs> um, no, all of it. This is all good. No, I have a ton. Um, this Saturday, I'm in Hampstead with Eric Woodworth. Tommy Simbazo, Jared Stern, Haywood Turnipseed Jr. And then the wow. following weekend, the 29th, I'm in New Oxford, PA with Tommy and Jim Bryan. And then the first weekend of March, I have Matt Weitzel, who is uh, an employee here at the station's wedding. And then uh, the following weekend, I'm in Scranton. And then the 21st, I'm in Seven Springs with Justin Schlegel and uh, Marianne Sirk. And then the following weekend, I'm with you guys at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. A lot going on. You got a lot. What going about on. your Wait, Wednesday what nights? In, what was in Scranton? What's going uh, on in Scranton? So, yes, Eric Woodworth is doing it <laughs> this last Wednesday at DOS, and then in March, Justin's doing the last Wednesday at DOS. Chris and I have both been to DOS with you. It's a wonderful <laughs> venue. You run it's a fun. great. You run a great room there. It's fun. Yeah, I'm I doing it in April. Oh, the credit to Ryan Nazer, who I've delegated responsibility to. He's been doing it for me because I have to be at the station at night. That's nice. I think Chris said he's going to be there soon. In April, right? Yeah, you are featuring for Mickey Coachella in April. Never heard of him. Arguably one of the best <laughs> comics. Who, me? Yes, you're right. I am. Arguably. <laughs> Arguably. <laughs> now we got a little inside joke with, uh, with, with Mickey. You'd well, know if you listen. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us. Damn, unless, Mike. You got, unless you got more to promote. <laughs> 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 
You know what? You know Mickey and and Mike have venom for each other. It really, just Sick Mike for burn. Mickey. No, no, I, I dig <laughs> Mickey. Mike has venom for a lot of people. <laughs> no, I dig Mickey. <laughs> oh man, we dig had we had our issues though, and you worked it out, huh? Yep. Yeah. All right. Didn't well. you have issues with Mike? Mm. You. Oh. Oh. Yeah. All right. What's that old Don Headley song? Hey, Wendy, let's get me, another break. Oh, Wendy, do me a favor and play Dirty Laundry by Don, by Don Headley. <laughs> All right, hold on. All right, you do that and then come on back we're, and we're going to cut you loose after that. We get to hear another break. I don't yeah. think she waited for your long oh, I never. Fuck. My issue with oh, Mickey was her like, issue with Mickey. I like how we're whispering. Those hot and sexy studs of the morning show, much like oh, I, I do, gonna and you want us. more of them, <laughs> we'll we're going to give it to you. Another new episode of Justin Scott and Spiegel shouldn't be on TV happens this weekend, right after Saturday Night Live at 1 a.m. on WBAL TV 11. Best time BFX ever, right? Best lead-in show ever. And JB Smoove visits the show and so well, many JB more Smooth. highlights to choose from. I listened to that radio. Oh, until cool midnight. I have another shot at Primus tickets coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. And we have a super sweet dedication coming up after this. Man, oh, she's tight. So professional. She's so tight. We just watch her grow week to week. We're yeah, just here to watch yeah. it. We're, yep. here to, we're here to witness it, record it, watch it. And it's, and it's fantastic. She's growing was, up in front of us, so guys. so proud of you. We knew her when. We're so proud Deep. of you. So proud. You sound like such a fucking pro. Thank you. <coughs> I do this eight times an hour every day. Well, it shows. And it shows. So anything oh. else you want to talk about, and Wendy? We're gonna cut you loose after that. We're we're just we're sitting here with Chris Lawrence and we gotta pepper him with a few more things before we let him out. Yeah, you guys go do you and I'm gonna continue to do me over here in the workplace. All right, you All do right. you, we'll do us, and later we'll do you. <laughs> Thank you, Wendy. Bye, Wendy. Love you. Bye guys. Oh boy, where are we? Do we have any fucking uh, voicemails this week? No, no, we do not. We don't. Son I'm of sorry. a bitch! That I think has played itself out. Yeah, uh, I was. Yeah, out. I was. I was telling Eric today. Wait, James I stole Finn that. didn't leave you leave you any voice. No, James yeah, Finn is not even not. Finn. I stole that idea from somebody, and it's yeah. played out on them already. No, it's okay. It was it worth ran, the effort. It ran hot for it's like a six couple months. Of months. We went about yeah. six months yeah. strong with that. That went good. You hear that, James Finn? You better start leaving voicemails, right, again. dude? Because we're getting good. ready. To, we're getting ready to get the old axe on that. Yeah. And uh, Matt Cannon or Cat Manon or Steve McKenna, whatever you want to go by, you seem to have fallen see, off uh, the grid yeah. for the last just, two months. He let us go. So, uh, yeah, step back up to the plate. He's take probably, a swing. He's probably calling into Mark and Lowell's show. That's mm, fine, Eric, as I continue down. I, would you have any updates, any any chocolate rockets, any dicks at your door? No, man, we're we're sitting silent. Dormant. We're in silent Dormant. mode. We're in stealth mode. What? You never know what's going to happen. You never know who it's going to get one. Dormant. All right. Random. Well, let's get into the little pop culture. Let's, that can we? Maybe we should ask it. Chris if he has yes. any targets and we need to lay the chocolate dick at your door. Oh, sure, sure. Do you want us to send a chocolate dick to anybody on your and behalf? It, and it ah. says, and when they get it, it will be anonymous, and they'll open it, and it'll say, eat a dick with a big old chocolate dick. Uh, well, a little chocolate dick. Yeah, wow. Now that you mention it, yes, I would love you actually to send one uh, to uh, my neighbor... Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll we can cover those details later. Okay, all right. Well, let's jump into a little pop culture. Yeah, we're getting close. We're getting close to game time. But I think we jump into a little pop culture. You let's guys, do it. you guys watch the Oscars? I uh, watch some of them. Yeah, you watch a little bit. Are you at least familiar with the films that were nominated for Best Picture? Yes. 
Eric? No. All right, I'm going to go over the list. Clueless. And I'm going to ask uh, for your feedback on the ones that you've seen. Okay. And tell me if you've seen it. We'll just say if you've seen it or not. And okay. I'll, I'll go. So here were the nominees. Ford versus Ferrari with Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Did you see it? No. Chris? Read the Wikipedia. Okay, me too. <laughs> Didn't see that one. Didn't see that one. The Irishman. Eric, did you I, see it? I haven't. I want to, but I got it. I don't have. Th- that's a long movie. It is. It's a Chris, long fucking movie. Watched it in one sitting. Wow. Me too. See, yeah. that's what I've been told is you got to do it in one sitting. I've actually rewatched certain scenes of that movie. Great. Yeah, I think that was good. <laughs> oh, up here. Our chocolate eat a dick prank. Stick in a box. Anonymously sell someone to eat a dick by sending them a chocolate song in the veil. All right. Wonderful. We're going to do it. Maybe even to the cast of The Irishman. Okay, the next one, <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. I didn't see that I'm one. Jojo Rabbit. Don't uh, even know what this is. No, this is the Taika Waititi movie yeah, about the, the boy in Nazi Germany it's like who the dark has Hitler a, comedy. Adolf Hitler is an imaginary friend, and uh, my my uh, my what is it? Hall pass. My hall pass. Scar Scar Joe is on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. We should as comics. We should have seen that one. It's like a very dark comedy. Again. Best Picture nominee. It's got the um, who's the big girl from? Uh, she was in uh, Bridesmaid. She was oh, like the roommate, um, the Australian girl, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Yeah. yeah, you know who she is. Yeah, I know who she is. Yeah, she's a she plays a large part in that as well. We should check. Uh, that one no out. pun intended. <laughs> 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 Hold on, Joker. Anybody see it? No. No. Yes. Of course I saw. What did you think, Chris? What was your opinion on Joker? Very derivative of Taxi Driver. Of and, course. It, it, it was but definitely I think, a descendant of Scorsese. I will say this. Guess what? Todd Phillips, who directed Hangover in that movie, also directed Fish's first documentary, Bittersweet Motel. Which Check makes Joker the greatest film in the world for you. Uh, No, but it was good, and I definitely think that Joaquin Phoenix uh, deserved the accolades that he got. I'm yeah. getting mixed, like... I don't Dude. know. I, I I can't get a feel. Is it a good movie or not? Yes. Because I'm feel I get mixed reviews it's, on it. It's a. I would say as far as plot and as far as the movie goes, I'd give it a B. As far as the acting from Joaquin, it's an A plus. Okay. Correct. All right. Correct. I would back all that up. Here's the other piece: is it's it's a it's a superhero quote unquote superhero film, or he's a villain, a superhero villain, but it doesn't really feel like it. It's it's a different take on superhero. Yeah, and, material, but you're also right? not rooting. Like I was afraid that like they were gonna make you root for him. Yeah, you're not I don't really. think you're rooting for him, but you're like empathizing yeah. with it. It has a lot to say about society today. We live in a society, by the way, guys. I don't know if you know this. I don't. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. All right, next, Little well, Women. Did you see on, Little before, Women before? Wait, before no. we stop. So I I watched a series stepping off uh, the morning show on Apple TV. I don't, I don't have Apple it. TV, yeah, um, but no, I know of it. Jennifer yeah. Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, very good show, very good show. Um, and have you guys heard of this actor Billy Crudup? Oh yeah, yeah Billy, dude, Billy Crudup was the lead rocker was, in Almost Famous. Yes. He was also Doctor Manhattan with his dog. Yeah, I was also in Big Fish as the son of you know uh, it, he was basically Tim Burton playing. Yeah. So so he watching him in this show, I was like he could play the Joker very well. Billy Crudup's a hell of an actor. Yeah. Because his his mannerisms, his rhythm of uh, and, and his ability to be very dry and sarcastic mm-hmm. with his sick, like a kind of a sick humor and in this this series he does. He's just kind of like, well, well this is entertaining. He like, played, he, just, he, played, he, he played the secondary bad guy in uh, Mission Impossible 3. Okay. 
So he, no, he's great. Okay. What, what's going on? We're deep. We're That's deep all. Oh, Let's okay. get a time it's check. We're deep. That's fine. So, yeah, I just, I'm sorry. I just wanted to interject that I think he would play a very good Joker. I think by Billy Crudup's a hell of an actor. I think he'd play very yeah, he good. Now, is. Little Women. Anybody see Little Women? I saw the Winona Ryder one. Yeah, me too, about 40 <laughs> years ago. All right, let's just gloss over that. Marriage Story with Adam Driver and, and yes. a Scarlet Joe. Yeah, this another is girl, Scarlet right? Joe. I, yeah. Did you yeah. see that one? I haven't seen I it. I did. It's it another very Net- depressing. It's another Netflix. Yeah. It's, um, it's um, Noah Baumbach. No. Noah no, Baumbach uh, directed it. It was the same guy who directed Squid and the Whale um, and uh, the Meyerowitz stories. Um it's it's a it's a it's a good movie. It's very intense. Yeah, a lot of ups and downs. Well acted. Again, it's another character driven story. It's very okay. it's good. All right, nineteen seventeen, the war epic. Did not want to want to bet. I've heard it's I a really one shot, they, they, or at least they give the illusion of one shot. Well, that's the why Roger film. Deakins won the award for best cinematography. Right. I really like Dunkirk. You, yeah. But Wait, we didn't see 1970. Why don't you don't want to see no, it? No, I do. I do. Oh, oh, okay. Absolutely do. Yeah, I want to see it. But really, I heard really it's bad. not like heavy on action, like a Saving Private Ryan. It's just the way it shot. I hear so it's visceral. so yeah, so realistic. That was the front runner. A lot of people felt like Parasite wasn't going to win because it was a foreign film, and that 1917, the the, the Academy has such a. Uh, it gets so smitten with Racist. war effects. Yeah, well, <laughs> well they, they proved otherwise. Yeah. All right, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Do you guys see this one? You know what? Not. Very depressed. I did not see it. Uh, so good. I really enjoyed also it. Also didn't see Knives Out. Okay. I, All right. Well, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if you like Tarantino, it's great, but it's also a send-up to, like, it's it's neat. Tarantino gets to do his version because he... he uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is an actor in the film, and it gives him an opportunity. To, uh, or Quentin Tarantino takes the opportunity to show you him in all these different roles. Yeah. So it, it's a little microcosm to let Tarantino give you his version of whatever, 10 seconds, 30 seconds of his version of what that genre was, right? So it's the Western. The war it's the movie. war movie. It's the, yeah, it's it's really neat. So it's it's a send up the classic Hollywood, and what better director to do that, right? And then some really cool classic and a guy performances. Who's Basically, been you know stealing ideas from Hollywood right. for right. his whole career. You got I, it. Here's you know what's sad is 15 years ago I would have seen every one of these fucking movies. Some of them probably maybe even twice. Mm-hmm. But my life revolves around Disney Plus. Sure. And every <laughs> animated yep. movie or show that is exists to the point where when the kids are in bed and I go to put the TV on to watch something that I want to watch, I find myself perusing yeah. through the goddamn cartoons. <laughs> Sure. Like if you were to have asked me, oh, Frozen Two, have you seen it? Yes, I've oh, seen yeah. Frozen oh, Two. Oh, like fucking fifty thousand fucking times. Have I listened right? to the Frozen Two soundtrack yeah. a billion times? Fifty thousand yes. fucking times. Yes. Yeah. Like I wake up hearing and singing it in my head, oh. and I want to. Well, gentlemen, the last one's Parasite, the foreign film. Chris, have you seen no. it? Yes. All right. And no. would you would you say it's worthy of Best Picture? I was excited about the movie because I like I like Snowpiercer and I like the other movie he Is, did. Okay. The host. He's a Snowpiercer director. He's I love Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer director, and he directed The Host, which is a monster. I've movie. Seen it? Yeah, I like that too. And Korean films are those kind of Korean suspense films are so depressing. Just like Old Boy, he didn't yeah. direct oh, Old Boy. But it's Old that type boys. of that's that type of vibe. Yeah, there's no. There's a, you know Hollywood ending actually means something like in yeah. other foreign movies there are no endings no. like this, and Parasite was just a really really good movie. It yeah. was a great movie. I think the Academy was oh, what's the best way I can put it. You know how like sometimes you you get um, when an MVP of a season of basketball or something gets the MVP and you're like 
Did he really yeah. deserve it for that? Right. And it becomes more like a it's like LeBron had award. better stats or yeah. yeah yeah like same thing with with Parasite. I think that the Academy realized it was time to recognize a foreign voice. I, it was time to recognize that. I do. I think it was better. I think it was definitely better than probably four of the movies on that list. All right. So sure. if not that, then what do you think deserved to win? It's hard for me to say because I didn't watch 1917 and I All right. didn't from see, what you've seen though. If you're saying it's not the best, then what do you was, think is? It was probably I would say it's probably still better than the movies that I saw. Okay. So you do think it's worthy from what you've seen of the from best films seen, nominees. I do think it was better than the Irishman because the pacing was better. Okay. Um I did like the Irishman though. I thought the Irishman was I phenomenal. do think it sucks that um it would have been nice for Pesci to get the Academy Award. Yeah, for support. best supporting. He did yeah. a great job in that. He oh, really he, did. He yeah. played he was a vicious bastard, but the whole but time calm. was so passive aggressive. Yeah, and, and the only person that knew it was his little was De Niro's little girl. Yeah, you know, it was the only one that was, was like, "No, nah, you ain't right." No, and he, the 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 scene where he's talking to Pacino goes, "The bosses want to know that they don't feel as if you are really showing your appreciation." Right, and you're like, "Oh God, yeah, like you're fucking yeah, dead. you better fucking yeah, yeah. What are you gonna say? He's yeah, like, he's like, they would never, they would never, no, they would he's no, like, they would never show my appreciation. Well, I went, to, balls. I went to school never. for five years yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. It's your fucking pen. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, yeah. Was <laughs> was that a little girl? Was a little. Was a little oh, that's girl. so good. Was a fucking tough guy to show yeah. my friend to shove his pen up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> the two Utes. Oh boy! All right, gotta put a bow on it. Put a bow on it. Well, let's just get to the end for us, and then Chris will let you promote what we want. Tickets are selling fast. Go to bigtimeandcomedy.com/slash/events. The next show is two twenty-nine. It's me, guys. I'm headlining at the State Theater in Haverty Grace. I got Mike Quinlan featuring Rose Vineshank as the host. We're gonna blow it out. Eric's gonna be my saxophone player. Tune yeah. in for that. 3-7, we're at Snifters with headliner Josh Caderna. we got Nicole Walco from D.C. Uh, featuring also Jamie Benedy from D.C. is the guest. And uh, old Double S here, I'll be your host. Also on 314, we're at Roadie Joe's with headliner Charlie Charlie Bowie and a, a, a gaggle of other comics. And then Ryan Nazer and Sarah Roach. There you go. And on 314, the State Theater, we've got uh, Matt Davis from 98 Rock, who is a hypnotist. Camille Roberts will feature. I will host. It'll be highly interactive. I might even get hypnotized. Who knows? Come on back yeah. to find out. Did you get hypnotized last time? We tried. Remember, the guy next to me kept slapping me. Oh, oh dude, you were so funny. Not I, everyone <laughs> can be. He fucking kept slapping my leg going, dude, you were so great. Oh. And it was really flattering. And I was just like, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to get hypnotized. Yeah, he was, Wendy, he was was, get, Wendy was getting, dis, she was getting uh, disrupted as well. Yeah. I luckily got in a good place where I was able to focus. It is what it is. And I got hypnotized, and it was so cool. Well, come up 314. State Theater is going to be fun. Chris, what do you got coming up, brother? Okay, I was actually looking at my calendar. Thanks for asking. This Friday, I'm performing at Hannah's Basement in Wheaton, Maryland. Uh, that's hosted by Fernando Madrigal. And uh, the headliner is Haywood Turnipseed Jr. Um, at the... Uh, let's just go to March. March 6th, I'm actually doing a show at a church um in oh yeah what? in Bowie, maryland again the uh, he works clean what? yeah i work clean um and then okay end of march big time man uh march 26th i'm at union stage in dc doing the roast of tim kardashian i'm the roast master uh march uh -oh. 27th i'm hosting the two shows at jimmy's famous seafood march 28th ellicott city comedy festival uh run by mike quinlan and i'm also doing a show for ivan martin that night but I do want to plug one thing, and absolutely nobody in Maryland's going to see it, and I know for a fact. 
First week of May, the day after my birthday, I am I, I, I hit a milestone. I am doing my first out-of-state actual honest-to-God comedy club. I got a feature, feature work, five shows, three nights, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, at the Silo District Comedy Club in Waco, Texas. Wow. wow. Good for you. Yeah, so I'm doing 30 minutes each night. How the hell did you get night. Waco, Texas? It's a long story, but basically, Wifey and I are going there for our anniversary in October. Oh, I, I bet she's the- thrilled. No, no, no. In October. <laughs> we're going in October. This, this is in May. May okay. Six, uh, so how, how does it make any sense? I hit them up to try to get a spot in October, and the booker wrote me back after watching the video and asked me if I wanted a feature spot. So you're flying out there? I'm flying out. They're not paying for flight, but no, they're paying for I'm lodging, sure they and they're giving me quite a sizable amount really of money. Really? And I will tell you what it is off air, because okay. I don't want to seem like I'm bragging. Well... Right. And also Das Beer Hall last Wednesday of April. So. Luckily, you Congrats are a staunch that, Bernie supporter of socialists, and you're going to share that money with us. And we thank yes. you so much. Yes. I will I will give a slice of it. Slice of it, yeah. You're spread the wealth, you well, know. Chris Lawrence, thank you so much for coming on tonight. I, I hope really, you've had a good time. I, I love it. I wish I could do it every week. Hey, maybe. Well, we'll see what we can so work we. out. Right. <laughs> yeah, we wish we could, too. You want to yeah. be our intern? Eric, anything else you want to promote or talk about? The only thing I want to say is uh, a a listener, Dante Singleton, chimed in. Guy I went to school with. He said, what's up? Wanted to say, hey, buddy, thanks for chiming in. Other than that, hey, if Eric and Chris have taught us anything tonight, it's it's, no matter what color you are, red, green, blue. I'm white. Extremely white. white. Extremely (laughs) white. That's a little bit. (laughs) Racist. No matter where your political affiliation lies, we can all get in the fucking chamber and get some healthy debate on, and let's figure out what's really best for this country, for you, your family, and the American people. America. 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 Thank you, Fuck Dark yeah. Continent. Good, Good night. night. This is a big-timing oh, comedy boy. production.